0: Welcome to the Free Thinkers of Clarksville, episode 10. I'm Mike H., and today I'm going to talk about how being polite can lead to a seven-car pileup. Should you or should you not?
1: And this is Robert. We've got a new coffee company in town, not the old Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts, but one that's kind of uh, entrenched in some political leanings. We'll look into that today.
2: And this is Wayne. Starting on July 1st, you will be able to carry a gun in Tennessee, concealed or openly, without a permit. Will there be a crime wave hitting Clarksville? Stay tuned to find out.
0: All right. So if you live in Clarksville, Montgomery County, you heard about the seven-car pileup out on Wilma Rudolph. Yes. And so I just want to take a moment to give a shout-out to um, the Army recruiters that came out and helped save lives in the crash. That's amazing. It was lucky that it happened there, and they acted quickly and swiftly. Just another example of how great our our soldiers here can be here mm-hmm. in clarksville so with that being said i want to come to the crux of the matter here the discussion that came up over and over and over again in the discussion thread of this article should you or should you not politely stop your car to let somebody cross in front of you through several lanes of traffic in order to turn the other direction to go back the Make way a left turn say a left turn across in front of you to do the left turn when they cannot see the oncoming traffic due to uh, due to the cars in front of them. Mm. This is something that I'm guilty of. I sometimes you know, I, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I do. If I'm if it just depends on the situation. I don't think about it. People are adamant in the comments, and given this seven car pileup, I see where they're coming from. So I'm going to do two positions. One is going to be absolutely you should do it. Another you should not do it. So, Robert, you get a pick first. Should you or shouldn't you?
1: Um, you should. You should do it. Um, why should you do it? Because there are some instances in our traffic patterns, especially in this town, where—and I know this for a fact because I live off of Trenton Road—if people weren't let me onto that road by slowing down and letting me into traffic, I would never be able to turn. Mm. Um, so I depend on the kindness of others to allow the traffic to help me, uh, navigate. Right. And we're kind of all working together anyway. You Mm -hmm. know, I think what we need to stop doing is pretending like everybody has a place to go and everybody is in their way all the time. If we, if we stop pretending like I have a thing to do and I'm going to go as fast as I possibly can to get there without Being, you know, because when I learned how to drive, it was defensive driving. It wasn't offensive driving. Mm -hmm. You drove defensively, you held back, you slowed down a little bit if needed, and you were constantly aware of what was going on. So I I, I would say, yes, you can still be kind and courteous on the road. Um, You don't create dangerous circumstances if everybody is aware of what is going on, right? So you're trying to signal to people, you're trying to let people know that. Um, you know, you're trying to help somebody out getting into traffic. Would
0: so. You, so, would you go so far as to say that, if everyone followed that advice, everyone f- had that principle, we wouldn't have these issues because everyone would be expecting it? Yeah,
1: it's a definite. I think it's a uh, th- this this in and of itself is just a fact of people um, not paying enough attention and driving too quickly and n- not being courteous to their fellow drivers. You know, it's just I have somewhere to get to. And if you get in my way, I'm not going to slow down, I'm not going to stop, and I'm not going to pay attention to anything else. So, Wayne, rumor is you disagree with that.
2: I'll take the opposite position.
1: Um, when I was learning to drive,
2: uh, my dad addressed this issue specifically with me, uh, the idea that sometimes your instinct will be p- to be polite and to violate the rules of the road by doing so. Uh, the, so you could take an extreme example. Let's say, you know, you and I are at an intersection, right, uh, with, a, with a stoplight. Uh, it's 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 red for you and it's green for me, but I decide I'm going to be polite. I'm going to let you go first. You know, like letting you step ahead of me in line, even though that's not the rule. Right, opening, holding the door open for you. I'll let you run the red light and I'll stop at the green. That would be absurd. Not only is it actually illegal, the problem with violating the the normal rules of driving to to be polite is all the rest of the people that are about to go through that intersection haven't also gotten in on the idea that we're going to suspend the normal rules of driving and this guy's about to run a red light, right? That's a way that's a good way to create a terrible accident. So obviously you wouldn't do it there. In this in this kind of circumstance, you know, the idea that at certain times of day and with certain traffic, you can't make a left turn across three lanes of traffic mm-hmm. plus a turning lane, you know, on Wilmer Rudolph. That's true. And you in in the idea that you depend on the kindness of strangers to suspend three lanes of traffic right to let you cut through them against the ordinary rules of driving that's 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 how you set up an accident like this because all the guys going the other way don't know what you know what's the what what does that do well it means people aren't going to get to make left turns they're going to have to take a right hand turn go down to an intersection somewhere and make a big loop and that's the exact rule that delivery drivers all over are starting to, to embrace. You know, there're companies like UPS and FedEx and stuff that are telling their their truckers, you are not allowed to make a left turn even if it's legal. You go you take that right turn, you go down because they've found it so much statistically safer. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the argument against it. Don't don't feel bad that somebody's stuck and can't get across traffic. You didn't stick them there, right? Traffic did and they just need to adapt. Uh, and, and go with the go with the flow that way, mm-hmm. and if you try to create an exception for somebody, you're setting them up because not everybody else is polite as you.
1: Well, let's let's let me put give you another scenario that I think is within the rules of the road scenario. Maybe we just don't know what the answer to this is. Hmm. So <clears throat> there are there is an intersection that is right by so th- this is right in front of the walmart obviously like mm-hmm. the army career center is right there the car traffic's coming that walmart is there there is an inlet right there's the light right that goes into walmart sure and then it goes left into the mall there is another inlet that goes by i think it's applebee's but it's definitely by the white the white house um okay right what is it called? white castle white castle sorry the white house so that road if there is traffic that's piling up on three lanes, mm-hmm. and it is, it is so deep that every time the light changes, more traffic comes in. But right. somebody is at that intersection. They're trying to turn left and come into traffic to go the other way towards Kentucky. Right? Do the people that are in the lanes, the three lanes, do they have priority to block their coming out? i
2: think they i think they do i think they should and i think that people just need to, because they ought to realize sometimes you're not going to be able to make a left without going to a light well don't try
1: well this is the thing i mean i th- i think that the rule of the road is to not block intersections if you are at a dead stop because that gives everybody line of sight it closes everything down it's sh- those are the opportunities that people have to get out because mm. because all traffic this way is stopped so the only traffic coming is left turners, and that that that's normally reduced. So you have the ability to get through. So if you if you sequester people in, if you box them in, and you're not considerate to the fact that you're blocking an intersection of a right of way passage, then you know then you're you're still doing the same thing. It's it's you're violating a rule yeah. of the road, and now you're pushing people into a. Uh, pressure point where they want to get out they let's have to get out let's
0: bring it home by making it a little bit personal we all have children that are going to grow up and if are driving or they're going to start driving when we teach them when they come to that, that situation i i'm fair to say that all of us are going to tell our kids turn right until you go to a light and then turn around don't try to go across three lanes of traffic would, I would you teach them to
1: i would tell them to make sure they don't block intersections right way, so, yeah
2: so if, what about you? Would I'm you? going to teach them what my dad taught me, which is don't don't try don't set people up by act, acting polite. Sometimes the most polite thing to do, keep on cruising, follow the rules right. of the road.
0: Let us know what you learned and what you're going to teach, teach your kids and what you actually do in the comments. Thank you.
1: All right, everybody. Thanks for coming back. We have a story about the Black Rifle Coffee Company that has opened up here in Clarksville. A lot of mixed reviews, uh, veteran-owned, big chain, a lot of uh, memorabilia out there for everybody, shirts, everything. But does this rifle company, this coffee company, Mm -hmm. do they have some skeletons in their closet? Ooh. Because it seems to be drawing out some political concerns. And one of our uh, local peers and and constituents here in the Mm -hmm. Clarksville major area decided to have this exchange on the Black Rifle Coffee Company grand opening. Okay. They are also committed to supporting Democrats. Not to mention the coffee sucks. So we had a little exchange here. We'll go ahead down it. Yeah, I always take my coffee with a side of politics. I mean, that's pretty standard, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, That's not even true at all. Evan, the CEO, donated personal funds. Um, It's 100% true, and, of course, since found out, he's trying to deny it. Lost a bet. Yeah. So what they're talking about is the Kyle Rittenhouse wearing the Black Rifle Coffee Coffee Company shirt um, when he when he shot some people up in Kenosha,
2: uh, not when he, not 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 that day, not that day. I think, think, think there's was some interview. Where he, was he
1: was a shooting. shooter. He he was somehow wearing some the, of the merch. Somehow they got tied
2: to it. He's a fan of their coffee, apparently. Okay,
1: so is Kyle Rittenhouse a Democrat? Where is this guy coming from, Wayne?
2: The uh, all right. So uh, I was thinking about this Starbucks. Would we say that Starbucks, as a company, has some political lean? Right. I'll, I'll take my coffee with a side of politics, as the commenter said. I think they do. I think Starbucks has, as a company, not only intentionally stood for certain political issues uh, uh, in the past, but also their fan base that they get associated with. Right? They've got to embrace that. T- they've got to embrace that too, and that's that's common. You know. Uh, Doc Martens being associated with a certain, you know, uh, neo Nazis, right? Doctors. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, <laughs> so you can't always control who your fans are.
1: Right? Well, I would say, I would say, I don't know if Starbucks is has a political stance on things, but they take a stance on social issues, right?
2: And 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 their their fans. If I were to 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 tell you, you know, some stereotype about some left leaning, you know, hipster girl you know sipping on her mocha frappuccino or whatever sure. you would be like all right yeah yeah starbucks is is, is part of it. and black rifle coffee coffee company has set them you know they're veteran owned their their logo is a, a gun uh, you know th- of course they're going to uh, attract a, a a political base uh, it's funny in this comment they're being accused of, of supporting democrats they which don't. no doubt they do right so some, some they- apparently a guy's donated they're going to
1: support consumers right Um, i mean of their product i mean that's hard to and
2: and and the the idea that corporations are political actors and that by buying a certain brand of coffee um i am either you know if i eat at chick-fil-a versus burger king does that say something about me as a person in the culture wars sometimes it can Um, and and I, I'm okay with that. Right? I, I will pick my brands based on you know, the, some some political leanings sometimes, too. I, I, I might choose one coffee company over another.
1: Okay, Mike. So uh, have you been down there to try the uh, George Soros latte they've got <laughs> I had, served I up not, at Black Rifle?
0: Right. But there's a saying in the family that I learned from my grandmother that if your cup of coffee is a shade blue or a shade red, dump that dump it out okay okay coffee does not need to be pol- did not need to be political in nature all right no food does if i wanted politics with my coffee i'd read the new york times okay i don't do that so i just scroll facebook i get all my news from there okay <laughs> there's no political bias at all through facebook but yeah. coffee should be black or or you know or white if you mix enough creamer in there or whatever you're going to do but it doesn't need to be red or blue all right absolutely if, if a company comes in and they're playing politics and they're trying to make a name for themselves by supporting them look I don't go to Starbucks because I don't know what type of cup I'm gonna get is it gonna have uh, like some sort of special meaning that I don't know about I mean there's all you ask for a for
2: medium and they give you an ugly look <laughs>
0: yeah mm-hmm. it's just uh, you know it's just too much politics in Starbucks I don't go there finally there's a you know rifle based coffee gun coffee gun? Coffee. <laughs> I don't think they sell <laughs> guns. But, oh. Yeah. A rifle-based no, they coffee
1: sell coffee. they sell coffee guns. Yeah, or just and shoots I was excited about
0: that because, I mean, I know that that coffee is going to be dark and black and just coffee, but now, sure. if you look at it, it's going to be a little bit blue. If coffee's blue, that's a no-go.
1: I, find, I found this comment very appealing to me when I brought it up because I would associate Black Rifle Coffee Company with a right-leaning, veteran-owned, military enthusiast, gun enthusiast, but... For this commenter, wherever he lands on the right end of that spectrum, they are too far left for him.
2: I, I've, I've I've known some people, you know, that yeah, they ask him, "Do you support Donald Trump?" Donald Trump, the big New York liberal? Heck, no! He's way too left wing for me. Sure, right? And and yeah, uh, companies, you know, what what seems conservative to one person might seem
0: leftist to another. But I think the most important thing we need to focus on here is the first part of that comment, okay, or the, the last part of the first comment, the last part where it says. Not to mention the coffee sucks. Sure. So oh, number see, one, number one thing about a coffee company that I look for, if I were to ever drink coffee, which I don't, but if I were to drink coffee. Would be how good it tastes. You want good so he, coffee. Yeah, I mean, even it, I mean, just not bad coffee. Like if it's just right. mediocre coffee, but, that's fine. I haven't but had the it, black rifle co- coffee but, yet. But, I don't but, know, I'm sure. But it's, in, I'm sure it's fine.
1: In sure this fine. in this comment, though, I mean, he's obviously like it, the first part of it is swaying his option, mm-hmm. right? right. I, I would I would even say that this person because that he has this bias because the politics. has never put black rifle coffee no, in his mouth think, because of the col- because of I that. think
0: this is the exact opposite. He was driving down the road. He's like rifle company coffee black rifle company coffee oh this is going to be about as red of a coffee as i've ever had he goes in there is tinge blue takes a swig oh this coffee
1: sucks oh man it hits us every time well everybody tell us what your reviews are of black rifle coffee company have you been there have you not do you want to try it now is there something a little uh fishy about it is there something all trump let us know in the comments thanks (laughs)
2: So I was doing a little free thinking about guns. It's a good way to spend the afternoon. Came across a post in Clarksville chat. The question is posed. Asks, you know, Tennessee has this new law going into effect July 1st where they're getting rid of the permit system. You no longer have to apply for a permit to carry your gun. If you are otherwise a legal gun owner, you can just carry it around. No extra paperwork needed. And the question invites comments, Ask, you know, what do you think this is going to do? Is this, you know, we're going to see more crime, less crime, different crime? What do you think? Commenter says, uh, regardless of training, I don't see a rise in crime. Criminals don't fear the police, so crime will happen. But when the victim is armed, the criminal will fear the victim. It's a good thing for people to be able to carry, and those who do will find time to get to know their firearm they will go to the range and understand the consequences of aiming at what they intend to shoot. And if I'm at the range, I will always lend a hand to teach proper techniques for accurate aim to stop the threat. And the Second Amendment is exactly what it states. There's no buts or ifs. Michael! Oh, gosh. (laughs) This guy says we're not going to see a wave of crime because uh, in this modern age, people don't respect the police anyways. Both the the criminal and the victim don't look to the police to do anything or get involved. Um, but the criminal will respect if they're having to live in fear of the victims, not the police. If they're following somebody, thinking about robbing them, but the thing in the back of their mouth, oh, shoot, Tennessee just legalized carrying guns. Is that a bulge in their pocket? You know, is that a big fat wallet or a big fat Glock? It's going make to them, make them think. What do you think of that, that idea? Well, I
0: think that. Well, I, I appreciate the commenter's optimism. Mm-hmm. All right. I just have to look at it like this. Guns have value. Right. And if everyone has it, that means more than just the money in their wallet, they're carrying around a thousand. A gun you can steal? A gun you can steal. or So when you pull up and you have your gun already drawn on a victim and you say, give me... It's not like they're going to pull their own gun. Give me your phone, your wallet, yeah. and your gun. gun. Yeah. So they may... You're going to end up with more people shot because they're going to say, well, I got this gun. I can probably outguide the guy who, outdraw the guy who has the gun already drawn on me, mm. which doesn't work because pulling a trigger is a lot faster than drawing and pulling the trigger. Mm-hmm. And in most situations, someone's going to come up and stick a gun in their back, and they're going to take their gun, and then they're going to take their wallet and everything else. So now we're going to have criminals that had one gun and was probably hard for them to get at least more difficult for them to get. And now they're going to have two so they can pick the best one and then sell this one off cheap to another criminal who doesn't have a gun. Hmm. So all of a sudden you have more guns around. More guns that are going to be easily taken. Uh, if people have their guns that they're going to be carrying when people break into houses on the days that hey, I'm going to school, I'm not going to take my gun, let me just leave it on my dresser or whatever. When they break into houses, there are going to be more guns available for them to steal easily and quickly. People are going to keep their guns in their car. People are going to break in their windows, take their
2: guns out of their car. So it's a a good theory. And what I've heard, you know, encouraging more people to own and possess and use firearms will allow more firearms to just be here in general, and criminals might get their hands on them, Uh, same as before,
1: but even more so. What do you think, Robert? The solution to crime is more guns, always. It is the nuclear deterrent. It is always the deterrent. Um, conceptually, what what you had just described was why that would not happen because no one would broadly walk up in front of somebody to try to take their phone and their wallet if they knew that because criminals don't want to get into a gunfight, right? They want to secure things of people who, that they deem are you know an
2: easy target. Easy target. You're not going to pick the guy with a gun. So, on what his they hip? call them soft targets, yeah. right?
1: But if 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 Now, there might be a real weird misconception there that if permitless carry opens up more guns in the public spaces that we all frequent, because that permitting rule got out of the way of everybody mm-hmm. that wanted to carry a gun, but they were like, shucks, I ain't going to get I I've time. never
2: gone through the process of, of, of applying for a permit. Maybe, maybe I'll carry a gun today. You
1: know? Sure. Are you set up to carry a gun?
2: I have guns. I don't have a carry permit. Come next month, I won't need one.
1: Well, I always assume that there's some kind of, you know, it's like, you know, what do they say? It's like everyday carries. Right. You know, things that, that, does that now become part of the gun conversation? Because it's like, you have to, you're not going to carry a gun in your back pocket, right? Or in your side pocket. You need a holster, I would assume. Ideally. Maybe, ideally. But this law is not going to stop you. But what I'm, but I think, I think you kind of, you presented a situation that solved itself with the guns, because if I'm a criminal, there are, there potentially are no soft targets anymore.
2: Defund the police, no. use all that money to give guns to the public. So Crime's i going to go this yeah, is just
1: train, train, train your public to be a little more uh, aware of their surroundings and get some police training in there. Yeah. Diffuse.
0: I I think that that's that's optimistic thinking. Again, Mm -hmm. like I said, that the commenter is quite optimistic. I am a handgun permit carry owner. I have my own permit. I do carry a gun sometimes. I don't carry it everywhere. But I am more likely now and definitely in the month that everywhere I go, I'm going to think, man, it might be better for me to carry it if I wasn't going to carry it before because more people are going to have it and more people are going to have it that aren't trained. So you have all these people that aren't trained or, or they don't have any experience with it, but they carry their guns, which they're going to be easy picking for those people who are trained or who are just if they're going to come up and put a knife to their, to their neck and say, give me your gun, the people are not going to be like they don't have full body armor on. They're still soft targets. If you don't have your gun in your hand and it's still in your holster and someone puts a, kn- a knife to your neck, you're still a soft target, right? So now that person who is going to do crime has another gun. Mm-hmm. So then more people are going to – I don't know. I just It seems like the idea of saying if you're just simply potentially allowed to carry one, you, as you're not – being that you're not outlawed from carrying one, that you should be allowed to, that I just think that's I absolutely think, absurd. I
1: think it will make a rise in um – um, non-offensive crimes, you know, there'll be more stealing, pickpocketing, things like that, but mm-hmm. not not aggressive dueling. Yep, we'll have that. We'll Gun find applies. out next month. <laughs> Woohoo! Hey, everybody! Thanks for coming to the show. Uh, if the articles that we brought up weren't to your liking, you know, you can you can draw our attention by using the hashtag FTOC, hashtag FTO Clarksville, and we will come, you know, give recommendation to the article you want us to talk about, and we hope to see those out there.
2: That's right. And we try to keep uh, the commenters' information private in our shows and such, but if we did use your comment, and you're like, ah, I want to talk more about what I meant... Come on the show. Send us a message, Free Thinkers of Clarksville. We're on Facebook, and uh, whether it be your comment or or if, uh, if you just want to come on the show and say, "Hey, I got some thoughts I'd like to share with these guys," we'd love to hear them. Send us a message.
0: All right, and as always, subscribe, comment, like, and share. For Wayne, Robert, this is Mike H. This is Free Thinkers of Clarksville, episode ten. See you next time.
1: Got a lot of new businesses coming into town, and one new coffee company it's, draw a lot of uh, fire for about their political instances. When
2: open carry uh, becomes legal, might need to redo that one. <laughs> yeah. It's a good practice round. Good yeah, practice, good for
1: practice for Is there something a little uh, fishy about it? Is there something all Trump? Let us know in the comments. Thanks. It's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> do